hey, Nick, I got to thank you for the amazing birthday gift this year. Uh, best gift I got all year from our new sponsor, Manscaped. You hooked me up with the Lawnmower 3.0. That's right, baby. I called ahead to make sure it worked on gray hairs as well as regular hairs. So, um, yeah, you're all good. You're, you're good to go, man. Can't wait to see that pruned tree of yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pruned. And I got to tell you, the other thing that's great about it is it's not just for using downstairs. I used it on my face right after I used it downstairs. But got to tell you, it's for the money that I didn't spend, you did. It, it really gives you the best and safest shave anywhere you want to use it. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Your downstairs looks just like your upstairs. So It does because I have a boyish, um, how do you say, glisten to myself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrifying, but I'm glad that thing works. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. I have it as well. And as a hairy Sicilian gorilla, I need that big time. It's, uh, it's honestly one of my favorite tools. Like, not even kidding. One of my favorite things I use. I have all my friends using it as well. And they thought I was just trying to sell them something just because they're our sponsor. But they love it as well. Well, for all of our listeners, if you use our code MANGINA20 at manscaped.com, you will get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's MANGINA20 at manscaped.com. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host Nick Scopes and the Gregolicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty. About get jitty, cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty. And we make shit sound so damn pretty. Yeah, cause this unhinged comedy. And right now you're in the mix. So get ready, cause we about to get it poppin'. We ain't stopping. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. Hello and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues. I am your host, Nick Scopes. And I'm the Gregalicious. And before we intro our guest today, I just want to address something that people have been DMing me about. My old stupid microphone that I have here. People says it looks like I'm talking into a little fan uh, or a smoke detector. I just want everyone to know that I ordered a new microphone, headset one, cool like Greg, so everybody can fuck off. All right. Now that that's out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of this shit. Now that's out of the way. Our guest today, he has a special called Boogie's Comedy Slam on Amazon Prime. You could rent it on demand for $1.99. My man, give it up for Lewis Belt. How are you? What's up, man? man? What's up with it? I just want to – I'll correct you, Nick. The the special is actually called Rookie of the Year. It's out on Boogie's Comedy Slam. Year. I fucked it up. I really oh, yeah, yeah. Boogie Comedy Slam, Rookie of the Year. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can rent it for $2 or you can purchase it for $6. You know what I'm saying? It's your choice. I prefer purchase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be cheap. Go out and buy the damn thing. You can watch it a million times. Yeah, your big ass can buy some McDonald's. You can buy a motherfucking comedy special. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your choice at McDonald's? If you're gonna go to McDonald's. What do you? What do you? What's your? Uh, what's your order? I like I like the breakfast menu. I really don't like McDonald's daytime menu. I like breakfast. I like the McRiddles, the McMuffins, all of that. You scored some points, man. You're right. You know. Yeah, what we're you're we're breakfast all day, people. That should be good. <laughs> 
So how's it going? How's West Coast? Oh man, it's been it's been uh entertaining but boring at the same time because you know <laughs> California, we on some whole other shit out here. You know, we still they still scared as hell. Yeah, we still on uh, lockdown. Shit ain't opened up yet, so we still like we still fake really in a real pandemic still. Right. Are you you're in L.A. or are you in Oakland? Uh, Bay Area. Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Good old Bay Area. Um, how how long you been? there you I mean you grew up out in that part of the state right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah but i um i'm back and forth to los angeles now i i uh i'd be in la way more than i'd be in the bay now but you know i'd be back and forth right what do you like better um i would say home the bay area like right. for like personal reasons but business-wise uh you know hollywood do uh is doing me good so far <laughs> yeah so far it lo- looks good yeah, I was gonna say, man, I watched your uh, I watched your special today. That shit was so funny, man. Oh, uh, okay, I appreciate that. I watched the whole what thing. Part you like? I, you know, what my favorite part is honestly is when those two things actually. It was the beginning when you were talking about how Oakland's getting uh, gentrified and there are all these white people here. <laughs> like yeah. you saw the white people in the audience were like <laughs> a little nervous, and then when you started going after Steph Curry. Uh-huh. Uh, Bro, because, like, you know, I mean, like, when you're that big of a superstar in the NBA or NFL, like, you don't really get, I mean, like, to get knocked down like that, get fucked with a little bit like that, it's like, it's, that was great. I love that. That was very funny. I appreciate that. Yeah, me, me, me too. I, I, I was, I was, I, I was literally laughing out loud at, at your Steph Curry, like, impersonation on the court. Like, that was so awesome. I'm like, you, you don't hear, like, you don't really hear that, you know, guys going after, you know, like the mixed race thing that you did was so dead on funny. Oh man, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cause that's the, that's a, a touchy subject and how yeah. to touch it with it being Steph Curry and talking about being mixed, you know, right. you could get the wrong way. Yeah. But I'm just like, can I got to say this shit? Cause I don't feel like personally. <laughs> right. funny. Did you ever see his dad play? Del? When his father no, was no, no. I just know he a legend for sure. But yeah, I mean, his why? dad was a he- same style ball, like a deadly shooter. You know, I mean, Steph is, you know, I think it, so people would argue the the better player, obviously. Um, but Dell was a Dell was a knockdown shooter, like awesome, awesome player. But also very, very much the same. Like he'd have the same manners, and it was just, I, I took me back to when I used to watch his dad play. And I'm like, oh man, uh, killer! It was really awesome. Uh, what did he say? What did he say after? Obviously, you talked to him. Like, what did, what did he have to say about your? your Curry, he, he enjoyed the joke. He 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 thought it was. He felt like everybody else, but he was like a, a good person to roast because he got the perfect uh, yeah. energy to receive it. You know what I'm saying? Like he 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 enjoyed it. Him and his wife, you know. So uh, Aisha Curry, she she thought it was hilarious. Yeah, well, it was. That, that that was good for me. That. I was glad that they didn't, you know, say feel no type of disrespect. I didn't mean it like that. It was just like I felt that shit would be hella funny, and I wanted, I, I felt I wanted to be the first to roast Curry. I just wanted, yeah. wanted to do it, <laughs> dude. It's like it's reminiscent of uh, <clears throat> in uh, Kevin Hart's old special, seriously funny, when he goes after Shaq and LeBron's there and starts dying and like crying, laughing because he's going after Shaq. I love that shit. I love seeing athletes. Yeah, I had to, I, I studied that for sure. I, I watched all the Shaq of All-Stars. I watched it growing up, but I had to re-watch everything to study it. And, you know, peep the approach of how should I go about this? How should I go about this? And I just studied it and did it in my own way. And, you know, I made it like that. Are you a ball player? You play basketball? 
Yeah, I love basketball. That's my thing. I done fucking broke my pinky during the pandemic playing basketball. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> For those of you who can't see I got to slow down on basketball. <laughs> That's a broke-ass pinky. How did it happen? Bro, uh, I was uh, I was guarding somebody, and I swiped down trying to rip the ball, and I hit their knee, like my pinky hit their knee. Oh. So kind of like, uh, Wait, hold your hand like, let me see. Just hold it like regular. That's just how it is. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and it's fucked up because I got surgery during the pan, uh, before the pandemic, I believe. I got the surgery, yeah, before the pandemic. But my uh, my physical therapy, um, I was going to physical therapy. But the pandemic hit, so nobody, everybody was freaked out to go to the hospitals. The doctors wasn't even doing right. like like when the pandemic hit. People, the doctors like I don't have time for no fucking pinky. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not taking. Uh, clients, so I had to thug it out during the pandemic, and I end up um, not doing my physical therapy the right way, and my shit kind of stuck now. <laughs> but it don't even look like I did had surgery, so I'm pissed off because I paid to get my shit fixed and everything got fixed. I was in a cast and everything, and it's just still stuck like this. Cause that's a ninety degree dude. angle. That that's pretty yeah. dope. That's pretty sick, dude. <laughs> oh my god! You got to make a joke about it, or something. You got to reference it now. It's just I there. Play with it, and then uh, I might have to get another surgery again to fix it. That's yeah, that that looks like something has to happen. Yeah, pretty <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> it's a good bit. Yeah, the other part that I thought was that I thought was really funny was um, your bit on Spirit Airlines. Uh, you like that? Oh, oh my god! I mean, I yeah. I have flown Spirit a bunch of times, and like everything you said is dead on balls accurate like it's like that is spirit airlines it's a bus in the sky it really feels like a city bus that it just is man that's hella funny yeah that that i would i would say that would be my second favorite joke on that i worked on that bit for a long period of time i didn't even practicing that bit for like i, I would want to say three years right oh wow Yes. That's incredible, man. That's one of the things that I found with comedy. Like when you talk to comics and, you know, they just see the 20 minute or the half hour or the hour special and they're like, oh, how'd they come up with that? But like there's years of just trying shit. Like I'm sure there was maybe a point where like it didn't really work that well and you were like, oh, what's going on? And then that, I mean, that bit killed in your spot, like killed in your mm -hmm. special. Shit just yeah, takes that time, man. That's always I, I like to go with that joke because it's just a universal joke. It's um everybody can relate to it. If you oh, yeah. haven't been on Spear, you've been on a bus. If you yeah. haven't been on a bus, then you, you've been on hurt. Spear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, if you haven't been on a the bus, then you just you probably ain't gonna like my comedy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. You too motherfucking privileged to like me. <laughs> that should be like in your shows, do like your press kit and stuff. Yeah, there's Nick's the mic going shit in the bed again. Like you have um, so what how, how did you get started in comedy? Like what brought you into doing stand up? Um what brought me doing stand up? Um shit, I was seventeen. Um I made up my mind because I was an independent study. I wasn't uh, going out like regular high school. So uh, I was bad in school because me being a full class clown. Um, just everything. I'm I'm a fool in class. I'm a fool at lunch. Everything. So, I was just too turned up for school. So, right. uh, when I was 17, I knew I wasn't going to college. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I'm just like I gotta find something to do. And um, I felt like comedy was one of my gifts that um 
I, I never like it always got me in trouble, but I'm like people love me for it. it's like a love hate thing relationship. So right. I'm like I'm gonna try to be a comedian, but I waited till I was 18 to do comedy because I didn't want to uh, start off doing clean comedy. I'm like I want to get on stage and I want to say whatever the fuck I want to say. I want to talk about sex, right? Whatever you know. So I started comedy at 18, doing stand up, open mics all around the Bay Area. And, you know, I, it just kept growing on from there. I never stopped once I started doing open mics. Right. And how, how long did it take you to get from an open micer to, you know, a guy doing, you know, 20, 20 minute solid sets? Um, it took me about uh, two years. Yeah, two years because um, it helped my, I was doing open mics for like a year and a half. And then I uh, created my um, character called Sonny Boy Online. And it helped my fan base in the Bay Area a lot. It made me real bigger in the Bay Area to the point where I was, I was able to have my own show and sell tickets and people can, and I could do longer time. Right. So um, once I got a little fan base in the Bay Area, um, then I started doing longer sets and stuff like that. And, you know, I've been doing uh, like uh, 20 minutes. I've been doing 20 minutes, like for so long to the point where like, I stopped doing 20 minutes years ago, probably like, and probably like four years ago. And um, I've been doing like 45 minute sets, 40 minute sets. Only time I do short period of sets is when I'm in Hollywood. Like right. if I'm doing the Laugh Factory and Chocolate Sundays or the Improv. And, but now it's like at the Improv, like D-Ray would give me 20 minutes at the minimum. So it's like, I really don't do 20 minutes. So for my special to be 20 minutes, it was like, I'm doing it 20 minutes. I'm making short and sweet so um, everything could be on point. Right. You know, I, I've been doing 20 minutes for so long to the point where it's like, uh, I know I, I could do that in front of 20,000 people. I'm not yeah. nervous. Then we go 45 minutes. It's like, I've been doing it uh, for about three, four years, but I'm like, I'm not ready for an hour special. Right, right. In a universal grand scale. Yeah. You know? yeah. But Go ahead, Nick. No, I was going to say, like, how old are you right now? 26. 26. My God, you're killing it. Um, so were you nervous, like, before this 20 minutes? But I know 20 minutes is pretty easy for you, but, like, you're in this theater, right? You're in front of Steph Curry and all these NBA all-stars. What was the lead-up? I'm always interested to listen to comics talk about, like, what was the lead-up to that show? Were you freaking out? Were you like, dude, I've been doing 20 minutes forever. I got this shit. Like, what was the feeling before you went on stage? That's a good question. Um, majority of the time, uh, I usually don't get nervous around. Uh, uh, it got to be certain particular shows that I get nervous, but that show, I actually was hella nervous. And the only reason I got over my nerves is because I was in my hometown. And um, I worked so hard uh, doing it. I just had to keep reminding myself, like, like I done, done, done this set and I performed so many times. In, in Oakland, and I've done this set so many times. I, I can't fail today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just had to keep reminding myself, I did all of that shit for this show. So it's like, I was more making it like, at first, I'm like, man, I don't want to fuck up. But then, you know, I just had to get the nerves out of me. Just, you know, I like to, when I get real, real nervous, I like to have my loved ones by me. I like to have my mom and dad by me, my friends near me. And, um, I like to stretch just so I can loosen up, you know what I'm saying? And 
and I need my friends to hype me up. I feel like my friends and family made me feel like, nah, you finna go crazy. Like, you know, like my, my friends and my mom and dad, they like, nah, it's your time. Like you deserve this. Like, right. like do you, as long as you be you, you gonna do good. So I just have to remind myself, be me. Yeah. You feel me? And, and, and gravitate. I, I knew when I walked out, I was gonna get love. So that made it real easier for me where it's like, these people know me. So let me just be the person that they know and I can't fail. So was that Steph Curry joke part of your act prior or did you just know he was going to be there and you, and you wrote that bit for, you know, for this, for this show? Or that I, wasn't, you, I wasn't, yeah. Uh, I didn't know he was going to be there. I just prepared myself where me know all of the warrior players and say, okay, if somebody pull up, then I got to have something. But right. I'm like, it's so many players. I can't yeah. just write a joke. I, I was like, I can't write that. I'm going to just come up with something. Right. That was pretty awesome to come up with on the fly, man. That was, <laughs> Ballsy too, dude. Like the special, you're like, I'm about to go after this NBA all-star. Let's see how this shit goes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. Balls, dude. Balls. Because I looked at it like, how many specials I'm going to have Steph Curry in the crowd? Yeah, right? I'm exactly. Like, I address this. Did, um, how long did you do, though? Like, I, I'm, 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 I'm imagining that was an edited down version of what of the show you did that night. So how long did you actually perform for it for them to, you know, edit it down to 20? I believe I performed for 26 minutes. Oh, so basically around the same time. So you did, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it down, but... did about 26 to 27. What didn't make the cut? Um, a sex joke I had that's hilarious. <laughs> and um, it was another joke. It was the sex joke. I was talking about uh, sex, and it was something else. It, it, it's more parts to the spirit joke that we cut out. The spirit joke is longer. Oh, so right. parts of the spirit joke, uh, a sex joke, and I believe that's it. I yeah. believe so. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty funny. Um, how did you come up with your character, Sonny Boo? Oh. Um, I created that character because uh, I came up with it just – it was like I always grow up like uh like I always grew up like like playing other characters telling a story. So like I go home, like I leave a house party and be talking about like I go home and tell my mom and dad or something, be like, yeah, I was at the house party and uh my partner is such and such and he was acting like bruh, bruh, oh my mama, this, this and that. You know what I'm saying? So like I always like did the signing boat voice without the dreads. And it's kind of like, I guess it'd be like imitating a typical um, Oakland thug. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just that everybody in the Bay Area got a signing boat in their family. Right. And uh, so it's just like, okay, I I was doing it on stage. I never put the dreads on, but every uh, every time um, I'm doing each show, every show I'm doing in Oakland, Oakland, Oakland. And then... um, I'm doing the voice, but I didn't put a dread wig on it. I'm like, why all niggas, uh, why all niggas from the town, we all talk like this, and I'm doing a little Sonny Boy voice. Right. And people just like laughing so hard into the point where I had a, a a dude at one of my shows, he a thug. He like, you feel me? He, he like one of the thugs. And, right. and he started crying at the show, like <laughs> laughing, like tears <laughs> how I'm, I'm imitating how thugs be. Right. So when I got a hold of a dread wig, I did I put the dreads on and I acted like I, I, I did a skit like while all people from the bay act like this and I did this the Lewis Belt and Sonny Bow 
yep. character and it went like up it went viral in the bay area and i just after it went viral i just kept doing it over and over again yeah. it was just like it's very funny. It reminds me of like Marshawn Lynch a little yeah, bit. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say that's Marshawn. Like Lynch. that's like Marshawn Lynch. Obviously, he's not a stand-up comedian, but that's one of the funniest motherfuckers on the planet. I think. Yeah. Uh, just naturally, just he's insane and he's so funny. Yeah, and, and Marshawn is from the same neighborhood that me and my family's from. So it's like, oh, shit. it's like, it's like Marshawn and Sonny Bo. It, it, it may, it's so organic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Marshawn yeah. is not like a character. He's being authentic to who he is in the product of his environment. And, and, and like, Sonny Bo is that. Like, Sonny Bo is a character, but at the same time, it's so real to the culture and where we're from to the point where it's like, Sonny Bo is like a real person. Like, like yeah. Sonny Bo <laughs> is being a product of, of his environment. Sonny Bo was an Oakland alter. He's the mascot of Oakland. You know what I'm right. saying? Because that's how, <laughs> you know, those guys don't get to be able on a, they don't get to be on a big platform. Right. Yeah. The the bit that's on uh, your Instagram where you're watching the Raider game, uh-huh. that's hysterical. <laughs> that, that was, that is so funny. Nick, I don't know if you saw that, but you got to watch it. It's no, so funny. It's so oh, funny. Well, we, what I should ask you too is like, how do, how's everyone doing over there now? The Raiders are in Vegas. Is it like, are, is everyone still like, hey, we're Raiders fans. Fuck it. Doesn't matter where they are. Like, that's our team. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Oakland Raider fans are still loyal to being Raider fans um, because, you know, we've been so loyal to um, the, the Raiders. It's, it's been so many years. And it's kind of like when, when – one thing I, I can say about the Bay Area culture, and especially Oakland, we're just loyal people. Like, like um, once we love something, we ain't just not going to unlove it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what – that's why I feel like the Warriors, even with they going to, going to San Francisco and Steph Curry posting the, the picture of the jersey and saying shout out to Oakland because it's like, like Oakland love a little different, you know what I'm saying? So we loyal. So yeah. the Raider fans is forever gonna be. Uh, it's still gonna be some Oakland Raider fans, and we lost. We lost Oakland Raiders now. That's that's the movement. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like we ain't lost Vegas fans. We we lost Oakland. We just they from Oakland. They live in Vegas. <laughs> Listen, That's the, the Raiders have been torturing the Raiders fans from Oakland for thirty some odd years. Moving, moving back, moving, moving back, and then moving to another state. Now it's like, how much are they going to do to you, poor people who have been supporting this team for so long? <laughs> Yeah, but shoot, Oakland, we got bigger problems because at the end of the day, everything's been gentrified. So it's yeah. like we lost the we lost uh we lost the Raiders, but it's like shoot, we lost our grandmama's houses, we lost our mama's houses. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like we Oakland is just changing it. Um, the old Oakland got to adapt to it, but we gotta keep we gotta hold our ground and, and keeping right. the foundation. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Oakland's cool. I, I, I've, I'm, I've been to San Francisco a lot um, and, have, and actually have not come out to Oakland anywhere near as much as I've been to San Francisco. But the few times I've come out to Oakland, I, I think it's pretty cool. It, you know, there's some really fun, cool sections of Oakland. I couldn't possibly tell you what they are. I just know that where I went was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And I spend a lot of time in Southern California. And, it, you know, it's two totally different worlds, like the Bay Area to L.A. It's just you couldn't be any different, you know, being in the same state. Granted, you know, it's 700 miles away or whatever, but you couldn't be. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a five to six hour drive, you know. Oh, it's a lot more. If you're driving a Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long run, man. Good. I've done that drive. It sucks. <laughs> um, 
So let, let's talk about the MTV show that you've been on mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, yes. Are you the one? Uh-huh. Are you the one? Yeah, I for sure that one. I was that one before I was on Are You The One. <laughs> <laughs> so what what is what is it like being on a show like that? Um that shit was life changing. It was it's a it's a hell of an experience to be on reality TV because it's a it's not shot like a movie. It's not shot like a comedy special. It's not shot nothing's shot like reality TV. It's um one thing I love about reality TV, like I can't vouch for all the other reality TVs, but Are You The One is it's, it's really organic. It's not scripted at all. Um, they can't tell you what to do. They can't tell you who to talk to. And um, they can't tell you what to say. So uh, I love the freedom of that show because I was actually able to really showcase a, my um, who I am and the right. other side to me. Because before Are You The One, I was so, um, I was so labeled as just Bay Area and you know, that guy in the Bay Area and Ari the One put me on a platform, MTV put me on a platform of, uh, they got to know Lewis Belt personality. And, right. and it's like, put, put Lewis put Lewis Belt in a house full of women, like 10 women and 10 guys, the shit gonna be hilarious. So, uh, I had a blast. And, uh, I, I love um, the whole, uh, the directors, the the producers, everybody on Ari the One, they were just so um, supportive of who I who um who I was um, who I truly was, and they just let me be who I am. So that shit was that was a life changing experience. Right. And how how long did that shoot for? How long were you actually in the house? Um, we was actually in the house for thirty days. Oh well, wow. long time actually. Yeah, and it, it felt like two months because we wasn't able to watch TV or uh, have phones. Right. So it's like you know. That shit was like wow, like I'm in I'm in Hawaii on an island with uh several people that I don't know from a can of paint. And um it's just like I, I gotta deal with them. I can't call nobody, I can't have nothing to distract me, I gotta just deal with them. Right. Was that was that a little bit freeing to not have like you don't have TV and you don't have your phone? Was that a little it didn't bit like, me at all. Yeah. It didn't bother me on the sake of not having the phone for um long as you put me around people and I'm getting money, I don't need a phone. <laughs> like I, I like to I like True, to dude. I don't like to talk to people on the phone. I don't like I you know what I'm saying? Like I, I get on the phone because that's this that's what this air is about, you know, but uh, I love not having my phone and being around hella people and getting money. Yeah. So that shit was fun. <laughs> I was able to get money, be around girls, and be in Hawaii. I didn't need a phone. Yeah, right. I mean, fuck it. Nick's <laughs> <laughs> like, like someone was like, "Hey, we're gonna go. give you, we're gonna give you money, and we're gonna put you around all these people and like all these girls." But like, we can't have a phone for two months. But like, cool, sign me up. How and much the whole purpose paid? of the show is to like hook up. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> okay. The only let's... hard part, the only part, <laughs> only hard part about not having a phone was when I got bothered or frustrated about something, I couldn't talk to my family. Right. You know, that was the whole thing. Like, I, I, it, yeah. I turned 24 on that uh, on that show. I was 23 going on there, and my birthday was while we were shooting. So it was like that was my first birthday where not uh, I wasn't able to talk to my family, be around my family, nothing. Right. So it's like that's why I wanted my phone, but not on no like. 
Did you come out of that with any relationships? Not not like girlfriend boyfriend, but just like relationships with people that you're still friends with to you know a couple years later. Oh yeah, I got a, I got a uh, I feel like personally I got a great relationship with uh oh no I can't say everybody in my cast, but everybody right. damn near for the most part on my uh on my season um I'm still uh, I still follow them on social media and um I keep in contact with them like I sent them all my comedy special and you know some of them reposted it some didn't you know right. but I'm I'm you know. I keep in contact with all of them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I couldn't imagine being on, you know, in that situation. I, I don't think I have the person <laughs> personality <laughs> to be locked in a house with, with no outside communication with the same people that I know are going to either rub me the wrong way or I'm going to rub the wrong way very fast. And now you're stuck. Yeah, it, it was tough for me because I was the only person coming from like a urban background. Right. You know, so like everybody from you know all over the world and um they getting these people like signed up for this show like they signed up to be on already the one and i didn't so it's like I, i'm coming on there with a different demeanor mindset right. everything because it's like i'm already i know who i am i know i'm i don't i'm not on there really like uh trying to become like a star like right. i already had my I was already, I didn't been on tour and all type of shit before I went on already the one. So right. um, I was just like being myself and people was on there trying to um, become something they never was. So it was a big yeah. disconnect. And right. It was just like, it showed me a lot about um, people. Right. That's like, I mean, that's like with stand up though, dude, like people can tell if you're uncomfortable on stage or you don't know who you are yet or if you're just, all that stuff they could read that immediately mm-hmm. and like you know obviously like bring it back to your special when you came on stage the energy and like you could just just the energy you had immediately like you're like oh this guy he believes himself he knows what he's doing you know what i mean you, you can only be you that's the only person you can be when, yeah. when people try to do other shit you could re- people sniff it out real quick yeah yeah and and then that's why that's why like uh sis like like I like I hundred percent feel like I know who I am and I know like where I'm trying to go. I got stuff to work on with myself to become the better version of who I am now. So it's like that's why I don't like people to compare me with other people. Like you feel me? Cause I really am who I am. Like I didn't I didn't go to Hollywood and and like I didn't get put in the movie and became this character. I didn't you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I was this right. person the first day I walked into Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? So you know. I, I don't like the comparisons with people and shit. I'll just be like, I'm Louis Bell. <laughs> yeah, right. So what's what's coming up? I mean, obviously with all the shit going on, who the hell knows? But what like what's on your radar for the next, you know, twelve months? Like, are you gonna get? Are you doing? Are you doing live comedy? Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, I just did just for laughs uh, festival. I, uh, we did it with Laugh Out Loud Network. Um, so I just want to. That was that was my coming out party since the pandemic with me performing, and um, I'm a I'm 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 it matters what the 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 governor doing in Cali because like right now we got a curfew it just been announced Monday that we got a uh, um shit got to be shut down by 10 p.m. so it's like so much shit changing in Cali to the point where it's like I don't know what I want to do with my stand up content but I'm gonna keep doing my podcast I got. And um, I'm shooting for a movie. I, right. I want to. I'm, I'm on some movie shit. I'm really yeah. in trouble. I have a feeling you're gonna get one. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I do. I do. What's uh, so talk about your podcast? What's what's the name of your podcast? The Cali Kickback Show. And what what's that? What do you do on there? Um, so it's me, uh, Teddy Ray, and sometimes I do it with my boy uh, CP comedian CP. Right. And um, it's about you know just we kicking back in Cali talking about you know trendy topics, life, comedy, right. sports, you know just content. You doing it on Zoom or you're doing it like live with you guys together? Yeah, I've been doing it live. I'm finna start shooting it live and having um, some fans pull up and um, figuring out where I can shoot my podcast live. Has oh, that's cool. Bonus. That's a that's a fun idea. Uh, so listen, Nick. Anything else before we wrap? No, that's it. I just wanted just wanted to say thanks, man, for taking the time. The special's great. I mean, you're young as shit and you're killing it. So congrats on everything. Good for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Y'all asked some dope questions. Y'all asked some shit that everybody didn't ask, really. <laughs> we, I appreciate, we really appreciate that because we're trying to, you know, we're trying to make it too. And if you need, like, a bald Italian guy for your movies, just let me know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> if there's, like, a spot in there, I don't know. Whatever. Hey, no, I'm going to really tap in with y'all because I, I, I'm going to need a lot of white people for certain roles and shit. And I just don't really know hella white people like that. <laughs> we, we got you. We know a like, lot of white people. In the people. story, there's, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> There's an Italian guy that owns a pizza place in Oakland, but it's like gentrified. I could be like a hipster. Yeah, you know, I'm like damn near need y'all to act like motherfucking the police or the feds or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna <laughs> so, so this shit can be realistic. <laughs> that, that's us. We got you covered. We got I'd be, it. The, wor- I'd be the world's worst cop. I know, me too. I, I, would just, I, could, I couldn't give a shit. Like, if I saw someone roll through a stop sign and didn't come to a complete stop, I couldn't ever want to – nothing inside of me would make me want to pull them over. Like, nothing. Like, nothing inside of me. I would do it. I would, I, I would take it from the other side, and I would pull everybody over, but then mm-hmm. I would just be, like, the, a funny buffoon, you know, like, do funny shit and make them be like, all right, you know, Let's see you tap dance for five minutes or you know, <laughs> tell me a joke. Tell me a good joke and then you're out of this. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I would, that's why I feel like uh, black people wouldn't be good to be the police because we will abuse our authority too. We'd be telling people to do all time and shit. Get out the car. <laughs> Sing Roddy Rich. Like, where'd you be doing? All right, you know, you. <laughs> uh, well, we got, we, we, if you need a role, we're down. We'll hook, we'll hook it up for you. I can't, we can't promise it'll be good, but we'll promise uh-huh. we'll be white. No, nah, y'all gonna be good. All you gotta do is be yourself. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> we got it cool, covered. Man, I'm not flying out on Spirit Airlines though. Fuck that. Oh uh, no, 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 no. I'm gonna make sure y'all straight for sure. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get Nick on Frontier. He'll he'll at least get a good bump. <laughs> I like Alaska. Alaskan Airlines is dope to the West Coast. I like them one too. Right? They're great. American best, Airlines best is cool. Snacks. Best snacks. Yeah, yeah, I'm an American Airlines liar. All right, man, we really appreciate you. I'm hanging out for a second after I uh, hit the uh, off button, but I uh, really want to thank you. We'll make sure we plug every single thing we can for you. Good luck with special. Um, good luck with touring and everything else and your podcast and all the other crazy shit you're doing. Um, it's, it's so funny. We really want to thank you for coming out and hanging with us. Oh, man, thank y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. I, I had a blast on here, man. Y'all, y'all genuine. Y'all, y'all, y'all the cool guys. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> Thanks, feel cool man. talking to y'all. We're going to put that out for right. sure. <laughs> All right, hang out. Soon.